Welcome to Disillusioned. It's a weekly podcast investigating the myths and common misconceptions we all know of but know nothing about. Each week, your hosts, Stevie and Bailey, discuss cases on a specific theme in an attempt to demystify the history and validity of them and hopefully understand a little more about the world around us. Welcome to Disillusioned. Welcome. Hey, you Halloweeners. <coughs> Hello, my spooky friends. Oh my god. <laughs> We're the worst. Um, okay. Hey, Halloweeners. Um, um, so this episode, we decided, oh, Stevie had the idea that we would do a Halloween-themed episode. But okay, do you know what I realized? That um, I just, like, am not aware of the, like event things that are going on around us no, like in the world but I like never even know what the date is no, you know neither. like the only time I know what the date is is when I'm doing bookings at work because yeah. I have to know like that I'm booking it in for the right day mm. no yeah totally oh I'm so incompetent I made I made plans for the long weekend and then I got home and told him I was like oh we're going to your parents house on the long weekend he goes when's that and I was like I have no Couldn't idea. Couldn't tell you, mate. It's like, no idea. Whenever the long week- weekend is, we'll head there. Yeah. But it's also, like, in, just in my daily life, I yeah. never know. Like, Blake can tell me, oh, I've got this thing on Tuesday. And then Tuesday rolls around, and I don't know it's Tuesday that day. And <laughs> so I, like, don't wish him well or anything, because I'm just, like, the worst. <laughs> but I think that comes with, like, working shifts. Mm, totally. Like, shift work just messes with the way your week is structured in your mind. Totally. Uh, so this this episode is about Halloween, um, and because this is an extra spooker, I thought it might be a good idea to demystify the holiday itself, because yeah. I feel like its origins and traditions have become myths and legends in themselves. Totally. So first off, Stevie, can you tell me a bit about your life experiences with Halloween? Um... Okay, so we're from New Zealand, so very minimal. New Zealand? New Zealand? We're so, from New Zealand, you guys. So I remember, okay, my like biggest memory about Halloween is we used to have a golf cart that we used to drive around, and one Halloween I was real stoked because Dad drove us around in the golf cart to get candy, and that was awesome because I've, I've always so been good. as lazy as I am today. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. That's it. <laughs> um, so my experience is that... We never celebrated Halloween because my parents always said it was, like, a pointless American tradition. Yep, same. Yeah, which I, like, don't disagree with. Yeah, totally. Although, like, the American part I never really thought about, you know? Yeah. Um, also, I choose not to really participate in it now because I hate dress-ups. Me too. I hate it so much. Yeah, me too. You're really good at it, though. I've done, like, one ever in my life. I've seen a couple. I did a one that I was really proud of, and so I've stopped while I'm ahead. The Madonna one? Yeah. Uh, Princess Diana. Okay, well, I saw the Madonna one. Oh, yeah, and that the was Madonna really good. one. Oh, that's right. Anyway. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I dressed up as Princess Di for um, like a dead celebrities party last mm. year. And it was the best, and I looked really good as Princess Diana. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to picture you with the short blonde hair. Oh, my God, I've got a photo. Okay, yeah, show me. Okay, just keep um, going. Anyway, so 
but it's always like kind of a shock to people when I say I don't like dress ups because like I'm super silly and I do acting sometimes so people like automatically assume mm. I'm into costumes but it's different when you're in character so totally. get off my back. What guys? <laughs> also I never know what date it is yeah so I never like and I don't really go to parties or anything so if then I have to do the extra effort of like getting a costume right I'm just like wow this is anxiety central it's its own thing when you are like gonna get off your butt and go to a party I'm not yeah gonna, like, put in more effort to yeah dress up. like I haven't decided a week out if I'm gonna go to something or not yeah totally so like to then have to commit to a costume anyway so basically my understanding of Halloween's origins as I write this before I do any research I've written <laughs> because I was, um, is that it originated in Ireland, that's what I knew, and that it had something to do I with landlords collecting rent. What? what I thought. That's what I've been told when I was a child, that it was like the the night before people came to collect rent, and so that's why there's trick-or-treating or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway. Oh my god, it looks so good, you look like a mum. <laughs> you sewed that blonde hair though, it freaks me out. Incredible. Right? Iconic. Anyway, (laughs) so Halloween is a contraction of All Hallows Evening and is also referred referred to as All Halloween, All Hallows Eve and All Saints Eve. Uh, The term is derived from hallowed, which means holy or sanctified, which is kind of a no-brainer. Anyway, um, it is observed by Western Christians and of lots of non-Christian people too. Mm. In Christian tradition, the church held a vigil on All Hallows' Eve, which involved prayer and fasting in preparation for the feasting on All Hallows' Day. So, the origins of All Hallows' Eve is that All Hallows' Day was originally observed on the 13th of May, as it was a celebration of the consecration of the Pantheon in Rome as a church dedicated to St. Mary and the Martyrs in the 7th century. It was not originally referred to as All Saints Day, but it became known as a day to honour saints who didn't have their own day already. You know, the disenfranchised saints. Oh my god. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So life has always just been the same. (laughs) Those poor saints, you know, not having their own day to be celebrated. Anyway. A bunch of wankers. (laughs) In the 8th century. Are you allowed to call saints wankers? (laughs) Well, they... Probably were, right? Right. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) I hate myself. In the 8th century, the date shifted to the 1st of November as it was... God, it's fucking boiling in here. I know. Um, (laughs) Shaden's coming up. (laughs) Shaden, he's coming for us. Um, Shifted to the 1st of November as it was when Pope Gregory III dedicated a chapel to all the saints in St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. It's believed that many of the Halloween... This is going to be loose as shit, this episode, because yep. we're just, like, so tired <sighs> and messy. Anyway, it's believed that many of the Halloween traditions we know of today are derived from the ancient Celtic pagan festival, Samhain, which is spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N, if you feel like looking it up. This was an end-of-summer celebration. The likely reason that it has been absorbed into the Halloween mythology and tradition is that Ireland was in a state of change at the time. Christian missionaries had arrived and decided to absorb the pre-existing native pagan practice into a festival of their own in order to ease their conversion. What the hell? (laughs) A sort of acculturation, if you will. 
This concept is supported by the Encyclopedia of Britannica, sorry, Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, and the Oxford Dictionary, as well as a letter from Pope, I've written Pope Greg the First, Pope Gregory the First to Bishop <laughs> Melitus. Although it is also contested that the Samhain festival did take place at this time and that it was hijacked and turned into Halloween, so that complicates things. Um, but it was kind of funny because I got this bit of info from the BBC and I thought like the logical step from this point mm. is to look up Samhain and find out about it. And one of the first things that the BBC then said about Samhain is that it's celebrated by non-pagans who call it Halloween. Whoops. What? They just said that it was contested whether that was fact or not, and then they just stated it in the next page as a fact. So I don't feel great about that. Yeah. Anyway, Samhain is a pagan Celtic tradition that involves the Feast of the Dead. As it was the closing of the summer and entry into autumn, it was believed to be the time when the spirit world was closest to the living world, and the dead could be with the living again. Which kind of makes sense of the tradition's current form, or at least gives some idea of how All Saints' Day would be able to inhabit the same space as Samhain, because they both celebrate the dead in a way. Mm -hmm. The celebrations usually involved inviting the dead to join the feast and welcoming those born within the year to the community. There would be apple bobbing, predictions of the future, uh, bonfires, harvested foods and animals for sacrifice for the communal dinner. Uh, They would also wear costumes, often animal heads and skins. Oh, so, I mean, like, can definitely see some similarities with that in, like, the current yeah. Halloween celebrations. Hello, scream. <laughs> um, further reading on the early traditions of Hallowtide paint it as a season of masking and impersonation. In some places, people would imitate roles of power, and sometimes there would be a grand captain of mischief who would, uh, who was known as the Lord of Misrule. <laughs> Among other antics, they would demand tribute for, from their neighbours in exchange for maintaining their heathenry, devilry, and drunkenness, and those who refused were shamed and mocked, presumably the derivation of trick-or-treat. Basically, it was just a not-so-topsy-turvy time. I kind of um, have picked another case that has no clear answer to the questions I wanted (laughs) answered because it has just so many links to different cultures, religions, and traditions. Um, But I guess that's kind of the fun of folklore and tradition. Mm. Um, I did, however, get to debunk my own origin myth. And to be honest, I have no idea why that was the fabricated story I was taught. Yeah, that's horrendous. So so if anyone has any idea, then please share. Mm Mm-hmm. Mimosa break. So ages ago, Stevie and I were watching. What were we watching? I, I feel like it was when we had to sleep over and we oh, watched The Proposal. Was it that movie that got us thinking about that? No, it was Broad City. Okay. It was the marathon. Okay, okay, okay. Um, right. Yeah, we sat down and watched an entire season of Broad City in one night and it was and the a best. couple extra episodes too. Yeah, it was. It was bloody blissful. Was and we awesome. have we have some to catch up on now as well. Oh. But anyway, for some reason, during that time, the concept of sexual pigs mm. came up. And we started wondering, like, when... Okay, because if you're <laughs> having sex from the age of, like, 20 right, to... Right, yeah, yeah. Then you're yeah. getting better every time, right? Yeah, yeah. And, the, like, the question was, if you're having sex with the same person... Like, you're in a monogamous relationship, so you have sex with someone for 30 years. 
But I, honestly, you just said that, and I was like, oh, that sounds horrible. Yep. <laughs> Do you actually get better at it, are you, or are you only good with that person, yeah, and you you'll just, be shit with someone else? I have a specific set of skills. Right, honestly. <laughs> like, what happens? Or are you yeah. just like... Because every, like, person's stuff is different and, like, different things. Yeah. So you couldn't just... I've, if you could see into my brain right now. Well, okay. Imagine <laughs> imagine if you're in, like, a monogamous relationship yeah. for a long time with one person who has a real specific kink. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you you break up and you start sleeping with other people and you have like this really extreme thing that you're really into now well, and then yeah, you have to be like into... okay I have to tone it down or like I had to figure out what this person's because you get like when you're with someone you get into things because they're into it yeah as well true. so you could like okay and also do you know what I don't understand this mm-hmm. is totally digressing but people who go out with someone and sleep with them and then they go away sleep with other people date other people and then get back together hmm you know that they have different moves because you've slept with them before. Yeah. And they've learnt don't. those moves from someone else and you know that? Okay, so basically basically the conclusion to that is don't get back together. No, but like but like, oh my god. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and you'd okay, so okay, scenario. Yeah. You sleep with this person, yeah. right? Yeah. And you break up. Yeah. And then you sleep with Three people that you both mutually know. And then you get back together. And they're, like, looking at the other people like, being, like, who, who's which. Yeah, who likes pinching was the, like, most <laughs> PG thing I could think of. <laughs> Where did this butt plug come from? Right? It, yeah. Okay, but, okay, but back to the main point, though. So, like, a middle-aged men and women real good at banging. But then the other thing was, okay, so you're reaching your peak at the mm-hmm. same time as your physical peak is true, diminishing. True, true, so true, it's true. like there's diminishing returns on your skills learned. Because I was Googling this. I was talking to Anne <coughs> about this and I was like, when do you stop banging? Yeah. Do our grandparents bang? Yeah. You know, like I was like, actual, like when scientifically are people still sexually active? And I was reading about it mm. and they're like, they always are. They always, always want it. It's just physical things that get in the way yeah. like they can't move like they oh used to imagine wanting to though. bang and like your hip is just like nub oh it's a hard life this has been a weird conversation yeah but honestly though like and no one but no one will know the answer yeah because if you're banging someone for 30 years you will think you're fucking awesome at it yeah, absolutely. You'll because you know mm. the right things yep. to do for that person. But that doesn't mean that you're great. Yeah. I guess the idea is that you can't be objectively good at sex. Mm. Right? Yeah. No, totally, totally, totally. It's it's so like a a match thing. Yeah. Like people matching well yeah. together. Or not. Or not. Or just not. Just it's like two But there is I guess also there's no sexual peak, right? It's like having two dry cookies without any milk. <laughs> when you when you do it, when you don't mesh well with someone, it's like fuck, that's dry. Yeah, just smacking them together, all the crumbs falling on the floor. <laughs> anyway, um, please keep listening. I don't know what this is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh, this has been um, just. Real spooky, hasn't it? Spooky. Spooky sex. (laughs) I bet that's the thing. That's definitely (laughs) got to be a thing, right? Okay. 
So, for this case I wanted to look at The Legend of the Sleepy Hollow. Because I thought it was the coolest spooky but not over the top for this wimp child mm. person. Were you a scaredy when you were a kid? Yeah, I was a massive scaredy. Well, I'm a scaredy, like, for life. Mm. Scaredies for life. Um, I didn't think you would be because you like scary things now. I do now. It's more of a control thing. Mm. Like, I, I think because I was real scared of them as a kid, I've had to, like, overcome it, and now I'm just like, no, it's cool. Mm. Like, I've made my peace with it so much. There's only, like, a couple things that I can't deal with. Mm. Like, scariness-wise. And okay, so here it goes. This is going to be a bit loose. So the legend goes... The story is set in 1790 in the countryside around the Dutch settlement of Tarrytown, which was New York, um, in a secluded glen called Sleepy Hollow. Mm. How familiar are you with this? I've seen, like, the movie with Christina Ricci, my, like, one of my biggest crushes. Mm-hmm. Um, so great, right? Mm-hmm. So the legend relates to the tale of, how do you, do you pronounce it, Ichabod? Or, yeah. Yeah, Ichabod. Ichabod Crane, a lean, lanky, and extremely superstitious schoolmaster from Connecticut who competes with Abraham Broombones Van Brunt. This is ridiculous. I love it already. The town rowdy. The town rowdy. <laughs> I want to be known as the town rowdy. <laughs> I'm so not. I'm the town nana. Um, <laughs> for the hand of... Okay, so 18-year-old Katrina Van Tassel... So he's the schoolmaster, and he's like, you ho, you got my school, you're almost going to graduate. I want to get in there. Oh, yucky. Yes. He's a pedophile. Yes. Yes. It's gross. Mm. Anyway, she was the daughter and sole child of a wealthy farmer. So Bones, the local hero, fights with Ichabod for Katrina's hand, playing a series of pranks on the jittery schoolmaster, and the fate of Sleepy Hollow's fortune weighs in the balance for some time, because the dad's real rich, and so they're both like, I don't even care about this girl, I just want, like, all of her money, because classic. The tension between the three soon is soon brought to a head. Um, on a placid autumn night, the ambitious Crane attends a harvest party at the T- Van Tassel's homestead. He dances, partakes in the feast, and listens to ghostly legends Ooh. told by Broom and the locals. <laughs> but <laughs> I like that you're my backup. This is so great. <laughs> but his true aim is to propose to Katrina after the guest leaves. Doesn't work, though. So he's like, got it is, and rides home, heavy-hearted and crestfallen. Sad boy. Through the woods. As he passes several haunted spots, his active imagination is engorged by the ghost stories. <laughs> well, what came to your mind when I said engorged, Bailey Smith? Well, you know how we just had that talk <laughs> about the, the, the birds and the bees? <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I feel like engorged is the word that, like... Um, all of those, like, sex books have in them. Mm-hmm. His engorged member. It has, like, such a specific connotation. Yep. And to me, like, it is so viscerally the blood going I into know. the certain place. Right? Um, yeah, because, like, I don't... Like, normally if you talk about, like, erections or hard-ons, you, mm. that's not what you're thinking no. about. But when you hear engorged, it's, just it's like, like the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just filling. Yeah. Filling. Oh, yuck. Um, it's the worst idea of ever. hardness. Of hardness. Okay. So he's just thinking about those ghost stories and he's like nervously passing under a lightning stricken tulip tree, 
which apparently was haunted by the ghost of British spy Major Andre. Uh, Ichabod encounters a cloaked rider at the intersection in a menacing swamp. With a little sawn off, little teeth, little sharpie. <laughs> You've seen the movie, right? No. Christopher Walken's teeth are all sawed down to be points. Look up a picture of it. Okay. Oh, that can be our image for the episode yes. if you want. Christopher Walken, Sleepy Hollow. Hollock. That's really funny. Uh, um. No, I've only read the stories. I haven't seen the book. I haven't seen the movie. Ah, um, it's got Johnny Depp, which is a bit upsetting. But yeah, it's oh, like those little teeth. Like, look at that. Ugh. Click, and he click, click, click. God. Anyway. Okay. So. Oh, he's so creepy. Christopher mm-hmm. Walken just. He's just me generally corpse-like. Anyway. He so is. He has paper-thin skin, and mm. he has for about forty years. Yeah. Okay. So, unsettled by his fellow traveller's airy sighs and silence, the teacher is horrified to discover that his companion's head is not on his shoulders but on his saddle. In a frenzy's race to the bridge adjacent to the old Dutch burying ground where Hessian is said to vanish according to rule in a flash of fire and brimstone upon crossing it, Ichabod rides for his life, desperately groading his temperamental plough horse down to the hollow. Anyway, blah, 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 terrified face, blah, 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 sleepy <laughs> hollow. So the, Scary. So the next morning, Ichabod has mysteriously disappeared from town, leaving Katrina to marry Brom Bones, which is just, it's just like, so today I'm going to get married. Whoever shows up first. Yeah. Which is like, you know, that's like her dad, really. Yeah. Not her. For sure. Um. Because so women have no agency. da 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 <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so, Brom Bones, who was said to look exceedingly knowing whenever the story of Ichabod was related, indeed, the only relics of the schoolmaster's flight are his wandering horse, trampled saddle, discarded hat, and mysterious shattered pumpkin. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this because I was looking up jack o' lanterns. I looked them up too, okay. and it's really confusing, like what the actual. So it's, yeah. So it turns out that, because I always thought he had a pumpkin head mm. from like the pictures that I saw in the like picture books and stuff. Yeah. But it was a shattered pumpkin. Mm. But when it came to America, the story, because it's like a real old school story from mm. like 16, I should have written it down. Oh, 1790. But I think it was written... I don't know when it was written originally. Because it was like a poem, right? Like a poem hmm. short story. And then it was like exaggerated and exaggerated. But I always thought that he had a pumpkin head. But hmm. um, Ameri- when it came to America, they just... They made it so that his head was a pumpkin. Like a jack- jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. Instead of just being smashed. Hmm. So... Yeah, so I was looking up the history of jack-o'-lanterns because they're so, like, random and comical and, like, yeah. what what is the point? Like, literally, when, when I look at jack-o'-lanterns, I'm like, okay, that's a waste of a pumpkin. It could have been, like, a nice soup. Yeah. Because I'm just, like, I know, like, coming from New Zealand, it's just, like, what is the point? Because Halloween is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. You know, without knowing the history of it. Mm-hmm. So I just thought I'd, like talk about some fun facts about pumpkins about pumpkins about- I'm really I started doing it and I was like I'm not gonna have time for this and yeah. so I cut it out yeah so and also I, it was getting late 
Yeah. So I just did a few facts about jack-o'-lanterns. Yay! So the jack-o'-lantern, the term jack-o'-lantern was originally used to describe the visual phenomenon ignis fatis, meaning foolish fire, in English folklore dating back to six, the 1660s. Obviously the name was originally Jack of the Lantern. Mm-hmm. And there was like a whole story about how he came to be. Which was super, it was super intense. I think I know it. And, well, like, I was reading about it, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And then it was like, but there's also this version. And there's also this version. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to just say one. Yeah. And, like, be like, oh, that's the story of it. Because it has been present throughout Scotland, England, Wales, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. Mm -hmm. And they've all, they're all quite similar, but quite different at the same time. And it's all about, um... Deals with the devil. Yeah, it's about capturing Satan exactly. in the end. Eh? Yeah. And so, no, I'm not no, going no, no, to run. I, no, I, I didn't go any deeper into it. Oh, I just okay. was like, oh, they're all pretty different. So yeah. I didn't want to like. Well, it's just like, because what it ends up being is that jack-o'-lanterns, the intention is to ward off yeah. evil spirits. Yeah, but. exactly. So um, I found this really interesting fact. Mm. Gourds were one of the earliest plant species domesticated by humans like 10,000 years ago. And carving vegetables has been a common practice in many parts of the world. Gourds were used to carve lanterns by the Māori over 700 years ago. And the Māori word for gourd also describes a lampshade. That's really cool. That's so cool, right? Yeah. And then I was just like, why is it not a thing? Like, I've never heard yeah. of that. When you hear, like, Māori stories and folk tales and all of that sort of stuff, I don't... You know, that's never really part of it. And I'm like, where did it go? Yeah. And how did they know? Yeah. That's well, really interesting. I was like, that's such a cool mm. fact. Um, the custom making of jack-o'-lanterns is believed to have originated in Ireland where turnips, 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 or mango wurzels, whatever the hell that is, were hollowed out to act as lanterns and often carved into grotesque faces. So just as you were saying, those who believed it, uh, Halloween was... The day when dead souls roamed the earth, jack-o'-lanterns were used to represent supernatural beings or to ward off evil spirits. Mm. So it was really interesting. Yeah, that's and really my, cool. my misconception was that the story of the Sleepy Hollow was about a rider with a pumpkin head. Yeah. And I got it, like, quite wrong. Okay. Because I hadn't read it, like, properly. Yeah. I just read, like, I had read little stories and, like, you know, watched little bits and bobs about it as a young kid, but I hadn't heard the original story Mm. so I thought that was really cool yeah interesting yep that's up that's cool thanks so much for listening guys if you like what you heard don't forget to give us a like on Facebook Twitter Instagram etc etc if you have um, some fun ideas for themes or mimosa breaks or anything or specific cases you want done um comment on anything or send us an email at disillusionpod at gmail.com we release every Wednesday on SoundCloud and iTunes so subscribe etc yep we hope you have a good week and don't forget to eat your veggies